When I record podcasts, I like to stay hydrated. Who knew talking could be so hard? My favorite drink to have to hand is Lifeline's Hydro OG. It's a tried and tested product for me. It helped me and my team complete a 24-hour podcast, giving us the edge that we needed to get over the finish line. So whether you're at the gym, on a bike ride, or just trying to get over that night before, Lifeline's Hydro OG has got your back. Each serving is stocked with all the healthy ingredients and vitamins you could ask for. There are a great range of flavors, and with each serving at only 18 calories, you really can't go wrong. Here at the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast, we like to support local, independent companies and brands, and Lifelines is a product that I am proud to endorse. Go to lifelines.com. Now that's L-Y-F-E-L-I-N-E-Z.com to find out more. Now, without further ado, here is today's episode. Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Shoes of Biscuit podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, today, uh, a good friend of our show uh, joins us on the show, uh, Carrie Hughes. Um, how are you, Carrie? You all right? I'm very good, thank you. Yes, really good. Yeah. It's nice to chat to you again. Um, it's always good to catch up yeah. with friends. Um, have you been busy? <laughs> I know there's been lots no. going on at the moment. <laughs> I have been super busy. It's uh, We're in Christmas, full throes of Christmas um, events. In, in what, sorry? Christmas was yeah that awful c word (laughs) that actually I have to talk about all year round because Mm. these things don't happen overnight but here we are (laughs) (laughs) here we are here we are we're hitting this uh this 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 uh this time of the year where I feel like I know there's a lot of people struggling at the moment and um uh you know there's people worrying about Christmas and stuff but I feel like because of the because of COVID, because of the current situation financially, I feel like there's a lot of sentimentality around Christmas now. I think it's, yeah. it's kind of switching. You know, a few years ago, it was all about how many Xboxes you could buy for your family and stuff, you know, yeah. whereas now it's more about getting together and those sentimental little things that you can yeah. do for each other. Would you agree? Yeah, I do. You know, I totally agree with that. And um, and I think it's for the better. Um, you know, mm. it's, it's Christmas for the last couple of years has felt less commercialised. And it, like you say, it's not about buying the biggest and most expensive gifts. It's about the time that you have with family and the, and the smaller things and the more thoughtful gifts and things like that. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, we were talking about just last night, actually. I was around um, my, my wife's uh, aunties and her nan is over from Colombia. She's staying with us for a bit. And uh, so we're having this really big family get together with a nan and, my, and her mom and you know and we were talking about the um, scott who's uh who's uh, my wife's cousin's husband just i'm just gonna invite you all into the family you guys just uh, he makes the most amazing christmas dinners and we were like oh my god oh we're my like god. talking about it and it was just like such a a great conversation because it made me realize that it is about the gatherings and the getting yeah totally yeah, 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 totally. I th- and I think more and more people are embracing that. They've almost kind of like rewound with Christmas and almost like untangled it and gone, actually, what is this about? And it is about family time, isn't it? And spending people, mm. spending time with people that you, that you that you love, whether it's friends or family. And I think it's for the better. Mm. Not everyone might agree, but yeah, I think it's lovely. I think I think also it can be good for for people. You know, we, there obviously there are people out there that maybe don't have a great time at Christmas because maybe bad yeah. anniversaries or they don't have the family, but it's good to sort of reach, reach out and, and, and offer that to people. I think, you know, it, yeah. it's kind of really rewarding to be able to sort of embrace bringing someone in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. Really I nice know, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think through those that certainly that one year during covid when we were really restricted and we weren't allowed in each other's houses i think people that made people realize actually you know miss spending time with these people and this is a key time of year like you say some people don't enjoy christmas or bad anniversaries or, or whatever and i think people are more like yeah this is what we need to do we need to embrace this time as family time and look after each other and it's not about the extravagance anymore um 
and I've certainly noticed that a lot uh, through the people that I speak to that they're you know they're just looking forward to spending time with family as opposed to the big lavish dinner and all the gifts and how many presents are under the tree and all of that lot so um yeah and definitely it, it, that's the case for me certainly I was um I was having a conversation with on Facebook the other day because I want to I want to create I'll try and very quickly create a video of like Christmas in Shrewsbury and you know just come around with a camera and just like get little snippets and put them all together of what does Christmas look like in Shrewsbury because a couple of years ago, Aaron Child made that beautiful video. Yes. With, yeah, he uh, did, didn't he? Yeah. With drummer boy. Um, Shrewsbury what... is such a beautiful town all year round, yeah. but Christmas in Shrewsbury is really quite magical. It has yeah. that vibrancy about it. It's, it's, it's one of the best places to be, I think, for Christmas. Yeah. We could just do with snow. It'd be nice to have a white Christmas in Shrewsbury. That would be epic. That would be nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Snow's one of those things where it's like, oh, my God, that's really wonderful. It's really magical. <laughs> now it can go now. <laughs> We've got the pictures. We put it on Instagram. It can go now because it's a ma- massive inconvenience. <laughs> um, so you, you say you've been talking about this all year. Um, with yeah. Pink Pebble, putting on events and stuff. This is one of your events that you've been planning all year. Yeah. Um, so go on. Yeah, tell, us, tell us about it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, Chris, with events, they don't happen overnight. And generally, we plan 12 months in in advance. So um, we literally finish Christmas kind of like mid-December. And then by January, we're working on dates and branding for the next Christmas. So and we work on it. We take bookings in from our traders, our marketing plans and all that kind of stuff. That happens all year round. So Christmas is something that's like a part of my weekly work routine so it's that i try not to talk about it a lot because people are like oh god i'm talking about christmas already and it's only like in july (laughs) yeah i've had two days of it you know at work (laughs) so yeah for me it's part of my job all year round does that kind of spoil i mean i remember years ago i worked as the you know retail is probably the worst place to be for Christmas because especially if they play music and they have the same Mariah yeah. Carey like 18 times a day like you're kind of yeah. like oh my god um <laughs> and I, do you know what I feel like um yeah and, and you know I feel like since I moved away from that sort of uh that, that industry retail and stuff I feel like I do appreciate the Christmas a bit more because it kind of yeah. all comes in you know what, what about you does it does it affect you a lot yeah, I mean, I'm a bit of a Grinch when it comes to Christmas. And because I work on it all year round and the from mid-November up until mid-December, it's just, it's Christmas, it's Christmas events. Um, there's Christmas activities, there's so much going on. By the time I get to actual Christmas, I am just so sick to death of it. In the past... I used to go abroad for Christmas and New Year every year and sit in the sun, which was perfect. It was bliss. But then going back to what we were saying before, when the pandemic happened and we we couldn't be out and about with family and we couldn't really celebrate Christmas, I suddenly realised, you know what, I really miss this. And it's mm. so I've kind of done like a full turn with it, whereas now I'm actually this year really looking forward to it again. It's so, Christmas. Yeah. I know. We'll see if that changes there <laughs> mid-December when I've <laughs> when we've got all of these events out the way. Maybe I'll I'll be feeling a little bit more jaded with it all. But um, yeah, it's certainly I I used to really like I just wanted to see the back of it. But um, yeah, I think I'd love to. I'd love to hear about pe- pe- how people are. You know, com- we were talking about pre-covid and post-covid and how it it has actually changed people's opinions on christmas you know if you're listening to this now and and it has like genuinely brought you closer to your family or you know you appreciate those gatherings a little bit more just let us know right into us and because i'd love to i genuinely i think it's really fascinating because uh, society is is a wonderful thing that it's like a living organism that changes and molds and morphs into different things so it'd be interesting to see um so when does this begin you say it begins at the beginning of the year but when do you officially start planning christmas um literally um when i come back to work in january after having a break so normally i go abroad for christmas i come home kind of early january um and then we're booking in the dates for our christmas markets and events for that year um so it literally starts in january for me and where are you where are you guys doing it this year where are you uh, well, your events? family christmas or work christmas no no <laughs> the events 
<laughs> can we all come round? <laughs> Welcome to mine. <laughs> you said you like the gatherings now. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah where where, yeah. where are we holding these events then this year? Because obviously so you've got to get our, them booked in early. Yeah, our two big events. Um, we hold one at Salop Leisure, so it launches their um Salop Christmas. So what they they have Santa's Grotto, tea with Santa. They've got a Twilight Twinkle Trail and loads of other Santa stuff going and um Christmas stuff going on. So we start, we have a two day um, Christmas gift fair there. And that is, this year it's on the 3rd and 4th of December. Sorry, I have to think about that then. Um, <laughs> so 3rd and 4th of December, that's a big event. Uh, we're 10 years, 10 years into that one now. Um, so it's very popular, very busy. Um, we have lots of trade. We have about 60 pop-up shops there, so 60 traders. So that's the first one. The next big one is the weekend after that, which is the 10th and 11th of December. And that takes place in St. Mary's Church in the town centre. I'm um, glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that because yeah. I love that place. I love it's that place a lot. Absolutely amazing venue. And it's just beautiful. It, you know, and at Christmas time, it's wonderful. So, yeah, yeah. So that that's us. And then there's... I organise and manage a lot of other events. So then I go into my management, freelance management role, um, and dealing with lots of Christmas parties and Christmas weddings this year. Um, and that takes me right up until the 21st of December. I think that's the last one, uh, which is wedding. Wow. So, yeah, Party liaison. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I'll either be like raring for Christmas Day uh, or I'll be like, I'm all done out. I'm all done out with all this shopping and um, parties and weddings and whatever else. So, but it's all good. It's all what, good. What are the key ingredients to make a good party then? You know, it's where, I mean, I was going to say, is it seasonal? Can we think of it seasonal? But in general, what, what are the key ingredients for a good party? I, do you know what? I think uh, depending on the, the nature of the party and the reason for the party, but I think the the first thing is the people. You know, for you to have a good and wholesome evening, it's about spending time with the people that you want to, you know, that you enjoy being around. Um, food is always a big one for me. I mean, mm. good God, if you're having a party, you've got to have food. And then obviously... Everyone uh, talks about the spread, don't they? Oh, they got oh, a lovely spread. Yeah, of course they do. And uh, so that's a big thing. Um, entertainment and alcohol, obviously, normally always comes into the throw. I know a lot of people, actually, this year, we've noticed through our events and through events that I manage, um, a lot of people have, have gone dry. They're not, you know, a non-alcoholic drinks. There's a new shop actually opened in Shrewsbury. I think it's called Dry. Yeah. Uh, what, um, so that's actually yeah. quite a big thing. And we've seen a lot of that coming into our events and people asking, is there going to be offerings for non, you know, non-alcoholic mulled wine, for example? Um, gin seems to be a big thing that, you know, and it used to be beer, wasn't it? You could get a non-alcoholic beer. Um, I but think things have come far now, haven't they? Because I remember yeah. I tried a non-alcoholic beer a few years ago. It tasted like Imagine if you get Weetabix and just watered it down until it became a liquid. That's what it tasted. I was like, what is this? It's awful, but I think things have gone a bit further now. They're a bit better. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, people, uh, people, food, drink, um, mm. entertainment, you know, good music. I, I guess it yeah. depends on what, what the event is, but those seem to be the the things that people focus on when, when booking events anyway and, and parties. I, I imagine... Um, over the over the few years of you doing this, you've had a few horror stories of the things yeah. that have gone catastrophically wrong. Yeah. Uh, what what happens to the, your mindset when that happens? Because obviously, like you learn from them, their mistakes. You do, but like do. in um, the moment, like how do you deal with that? It, it do you know it's it's really difficult. I'm very lucky it hasn't happened um, that often with what I do. Um, but there's always. I think in every event, there's always something that doesn't go quite to plan. Um, mm -hmm. There have been times where things have gone horribly wrong, like caterers didn't turn up and you've got 120 people expecting to be fed. Um, and it's all like, you, you know, you have crisis point. I guess it depends on how calmly you can deal with the matter. And I'm quite a quick thinker and I'm very calm. So it's a and I say to all my staff, everybody always laughs at me. They always say, because I always say, I want solutions, not problems. So if someone comes to me and there's a problem, I'm like, okay, that's a problem. What's the solution? And it's just about quick. You have to think quickly yeah, when course. things go wrong at an event. 
you have to think really quickly. Unfortunately, because I've been in this industry for quite some time in and my events and suppliers, I try and keep local. There's usually someone I can call upon in an emergency to um, to help out. So I'm really fortunate in that sense. And that's the beauty of keeping business local. And I've done that. My I've been trading since 2012 and I've always used local suppliers and local producers and believe you me it's dug me out the dirt on, <laughs> on numerous occasions yeah it's a, it's a, it's it's a good thing in shrewsbury people love their independence yeah. you know um you know we're talking about uh drop on oh gosh i keep knocking this microphone and they've got this really noisy springs i'm like i need to get a new mic stand that's the next thing I need. <laughs> really nice uh, christmas, no, present. christmas, christmas present, present yeah <laughs> new microphones, new stands. Um, yeah, uh, dry on, on on wild carp is, is is owned by the same people who run Stock Cafe. Independents okay. are doing really good things, you know. Yeah. Uh, you walk at wild carp, and there's all these amazing places. But I think yeah. the best thing about you know a gift fair like what your you offer is there's lots of independent people with great yeah. ideas. You know, yeah, and not, they're all so we all of our traders are local. Um, mm -hmm. we have one or two that are from just across the border, but they trade a lot within Shrewsbury and Shropshire. Um, mm -hmm. so we we pride ourselves on supporting local independent businesses, and some of them are startups and they you know they it, they're brand new to the whole thing. Some of them have been trading with me since the very beginning back in 2012. Um, but they're all local independent businesses so it's about keeping the money within the community um keeping it all local and like i say i i do that with my traders and i do that with my suppliers so it, you know everybody within my um my company and within my events 90 i'd say 98 percent are local local traders and suppliers um which is amazing and shrewsbury is an it has an abundance of independent traders absolutely loads of some of them you know it's just a, a hobby or a sideline and they work from home some have their own stores and shops um but yeah it's we live in an absolutely incredibly talented town and county yeah and to, uh, to be able to showcase that to to the public is you know it's an honor really it is and we've met so many independent artists and traders i mean i love speaking to people that make things you know yeah. so when i'm when i'm at drawn which is uh run by sheree gerard an amazing yeah. event, local artist she's, a great girl. she's amazing um she is, yeah. I, I thrive on that you know and we just spoke to um to, to franco from pueblo artisan food you know making yeah. south american food you know I, that was an amazing conversation to have because yeah it's, it's something out of the box for people in shropshire like it's south american food how often do you see that and it's yeah. just like you said it's an abundance of, of people um that will come and make things um have you got a, like um let's say i've got a list of people i'll turn it, but is, is there anybody in particular that you're looking forward to seeing this year at your um you know what i've had this year um and again, I don't know whether this has kind of sprouted from the pandemic, but I've had a lot of new traders this year. And with all of my events, I try and keep some of my regulars and they trade with me all the time. But I also like to bring in new people so that as a visitor, you come back to the same event every year, but you're seeing something different and something new. Um, and we have had loads this year of really talented people who've set up little businesses. And I think that kind of came that's grown from people being at home in the pandemic and you know was taking time to do the things that they really love doing and creating um and i love to see them all i have to be honest um we have certain like some there seems to be trends every year so sometimes it's like um candles and wax melts it can be jewelry uh, one year we just seem to have loads of people doing textile stuff this year there's just been lots of different things crop, cropping up um Lots of bakers as well. Lots of bakers. But we all baked, didn't we, during the lockdown? Yeah. I know lots of people did that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. I absolutely love to see the people that are providing sweet treats and cakes. <laughs> Come along to my events and feed me. I love it. Um, I love food. So, yeah, it's always good to see the food traders. Uh, we have lots of we have lots of those, you know, lots of different stuff coming up. But, um, yeah it's all there's there's loads of, i love seeing them all to be honest it's did you really learn any new skills during lockdown i'm trying to think if i did i don't think it did actually i just did lots and lots of podcasting <laughs> yeah yeah i can imagine um mm. i don't think i really learned any new skills 
I spent, do you know what? I, I've spent the time having quality time with my children. Um, yeah. Because they're at school, they were at school at the time. Well, my eldest son was, he was in that year where they missed their exams. Um, oh, gosh, yeah. But it was absolutely lovely. And the weather was glorious just to spend time with them, you know, mm. just quality time. Um, I obviously enjoyed the lions in the morning. <laughs> you know, not having to... <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that bit. I don't think I learned anything new. I just spent time doing the things that feed my soul that I really love doing. I did a lot of cooking, oh. not really baking, yeah. but cooking. I cooked a lot. Um, you know, that was nice. I did quite a bit of decorating as well. I, the reason I ask is because, you know, you're right. That I, over my time sort of interviewing people, through lockdown, after lockdown, and even as far as the last drawn event that we went to, I found out so many people, like you said earlier, that you know acquired new skills, turned hobbies into businesses yeah. during that time. And you know, it's uh, it's really interesting to to think about that. You know, that that troubling time caused a lot of um, a lot of ingenuity. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just it's an, an interesting yeah. thought. And and now people are have got businesses from it you know i know like, it's do you know what it's great isn't it because it's so easy to sit here and say oh god wasn't it an awful time and lots of people were mm. poorly and we weren't allowed to leave our houses and it was you know and it and for some people it was an awful time you know i know that a lot of people have struggled with mental health coming going into it and coming out of it but if you flip it actually for a lot of people it's brought a lot of positive things like they've turned something you know crafting or something that they enjoy doing skills that they have that they enjoy they've they've turned that into a business and it's given them opportunities that they otherwise might not have stake, taken the step to to take so um i try and look at it from that point of view and i know a lot of my traders have that's where they've come from you know a skill that they had before that they've had time to to work on and to develop has now become a business for them um and it's, it that's not about when you enjoy your job. You know, if you love what you do, it's not really like a job, is it? No, no, no. Um, well, what I did was uh, I I did the one thing everybody else did is I launched a new podcast network. <laughs> it, 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 it burned to the ground. It was you, Suck. We released it. And I was like, everybody was releasing podcasts at the time. I was like, we had this amazing idea. And do you know what? We, we did get a lot of really nice, cool celebrities on the show because nobody's doing anything. <laughs> so it was just like, Everyone had the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But now we can get um, out and about. And I was, I was talking the other day, I think it was Claire from Peaks Travel. Um, congratulations to Peaks Travel Elite, by the way. 30 years is an amazing achievement, and they do great. Yeah. And they won an award for, for you know, uh, showing um, initiative during during lockdown and, and, and you know, uh, using using their skills. Um, but, yeah, one of the oh – God, I lost my train of thought then. What was I talking about? Uh, <laughs> but, no um, – <laughs> <laughs> this happens now and again it really does um know, one, all the time. <laughs> it's been a long day do you know what i, I had a really yeah, nice meeting it's earlier friday. Lincoln, it's friday but i'm going to abbey fest later uh which is, which is oh, wow. lingo davis uh, we're going to get, get some interviews and stuff uh which would be great um hopefully that's always here. a great event and, and another yeah. great venue actually you know yeah. another great venue in shrewsbury for events yeah, I went last year. I went with uh, a big shout out to my friend Kevin, who I work with. Uh, we went for a works do at the Armory. And um, I was like, I'm going to go to a, a beer festival at the Abbey. He's like, at the Abbey? I was like, yeah. He goes, I'm going to have to come and see this. I don't believe you. And we did. We walked up to the Abbey. And he's like, I can't believe. And he's having a beer. And he's going, I used to come here when I was in school. You know, he's getting on. He's, he's more mature guy. And he's like, I used to come here when I was in school. I can't believe I'm sat here having a beer in the Abbey. And it's just a, it's a great venue. It really is. It a great is. Venue. Oh, um, man. Um, what's the, what's the feedback like? And what's the, for, for, for gift fair this year? Have you, have you lots of people really excited to come? Yeah. Um, trader wise, we've been booked up for a little while now. Um, fully booked. We usually find that we've got a couple of stands left, you know, within a couple of weeks beforehand, but this year absolutely fully booked and we've got a huge reserve list. Um, Unfortunately, the lights of St. Mary's Church can't be extended, so <laughs> we can only work with the space and we fill it to the brim. Um, and then visitor-wise, 
I think, well, we have a lot of other kind of similar events. So we have spring, summer and harvest festival markets throughout the year. So they kind mm. of feed these these ones at the end of the year. And we use those to promote the Christmas fairs. But I think people expect this kind of thing at Christmas. They know that Shrewsbury's, uh, you know, got lots of um, cool Christmas stuff going on. So the the following is really good. Um, the traders are we're, we're fully booked for. So, yeah, we just need to open our doors and do the business. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, I feel like you know, there's always a big cry out to, to increase football into town in certain areas in, in, yeah. in Shrewsbury. And these events are happening in town, especially in St. Mary's, right in the heart there. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's really important to do that, you know, um, because and as well, to, it seems bad, doesn't it, to, to draw people away from the big chain stores and, and but no i think independence deserves oh, i don't, I don't feel bad about that no no <laughs> that's, that's my mission you, you, could, you, you could feel bad about it but not in shrewsbury we love our independence no 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 no, no. i mean reason. i wouldn't want anybody to be without a job but you know i'm just like come and spend your money with these i mean when you <laughs> buy something from a small independent trader it means so much to them not only that you've enjoyed and liked their product so much that you bought it but it's financial support for them um yeah. and you know we have the the big chain stores in town and they employ people and you know that that pays them in the same way but um yeah i'm all for trying to encourage people to shop local um you know Go, go and buy a bits and bobs from the, the big stores, but buy something that is unique that, you know, nobody nobody else, you can't buy it anywhere else on High Street. It's a unique product. Um, and I think gifts like that are always nice, aren't they? They seem to have more, yeah. like, feeling and thought behind them rather than something that's mass-produced and picked off shelf. So, um, this, yeah. Well, this is what I was, I was kind of getting to at the beginning is that, I don't, I don't like, I've, I've, you know, I've never really needed the big, big extravagant gifts. You know, I've yeah. had them years. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I get really embarrassed when people buy me really expensive. I'm like, oh, oh my God, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> sentimentally, I love my Batman, I love my Rick and Morty, and I love my podcasting stuff. I love my NFL. There's little things you can buy me. A key ring. My mum bought me a key ring uh, for my birthday. Where it's gone. Uh, and that, I was like, that's amazing. You know, little things like that really yeah, do yeah. just fill me up. With, I can look at it and be like, oh, you know, I've got my desk now with little reminders of, of who I am as a person. Your toys, yeah. you know, little things like this. Oh. <laughs> just, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's what it's all about. Um, what, is there anything that, like, you know, sentimentally that you look at at these events and think, oh, I could do that myself? I like that, you know. Oh, all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> when I first started doing this, I, I literally would spend all my money. I'd, go, I, I'd, I'd buy everything that I wanted, not only because I loved it and I love the fact that it's unique and, you know, it's a chance I'm going to have something or wear something or use something that nobody else has seen before, but um, and all, but also because I, I like to support my traders. So, yeah. yeah, I used to, when I first started doing this, I, I used to spend so much money and I don't have a problem w with spending money I've got with my local traders, but it got to the point where it was a bit out of hand. <laughs> so I've learned over the years to, and I always go around all the, the traders and say hi and look at their products. And it's nice to see them in real life because obviously they send me photos of what, what they're going to be selling um, beforehand when they apply, but it's nice to see it, to, to see it and touch it and feel it. Uh, but I've had to learn to be very controlled and not buy everything that I want because it'd literally be something off every stand that I'd want to buy. So I'm better, but I still do. I will try and do most of my Christmas shopping at both of my Christmas events this year. I, I remember uh, chatting to, I think, I think it was Sam Pooley Stride at one of uh, Cherie's uh, drawn events. And she was like, yeah. I need to stop spending money. <laughs> She's like, I'm trying to make money and then spend <laughs> one of the one of the things that that's always uh, been a thing for christmas is trends right so yeah. at the moment i think every every supermarket in the country right now is coming up with a toy something they could sell and it's and then uh, a few years ago it was like the german markets they're still going they're doing great but like there's always seems to be a thing that is the thing of of the year now when it comes to yeah. like handmade handmade um ma manufactured things for that local independence make is there something you look for um when you always like it does it really matter to you that because like sometimes you need a hook to bring people in don't you whether yeah definitely tote um, bags whether it's hat or something i don't know yeah i mean what when we're looking for traders um obviously they apply to us and they have to send us 
pictures of their products. We need to know that they are actually handmade and not mass mass produced. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, we're just looking for good quality. You know, something that's a little bit different, something unique, something that you're not going to see a cheaper version of on on the high street store shelves. Um, and we, it's just you know something that's the, it's the different something a little bit different um yeah yeah and that's what we're looking for when we're looking at traders we're very lucky that we get an abundance of applications so there's there's plenty of choice and what we try and do is is not over categorize any one product or over saturate the the event with any one product so you know we've say only have four jewelry suppliers in but they'd all be different so mm-hmm. there's not too much competition amongst um amongst the traders and what you find with like the independents is there's never really a trend you know in the high streets like you're saying there's a certain toy and that's the thing of the year we don't really get that because all of the products are designed and reflect the character of the person that's designed them and made them so they never really follow a trend because they're following their own creative so it's just that's the way that's nice it is lovely. It's lovely yeah. that you're not seeing the same, you know, I don't know, my kids are a bit older, so I don't really know what the, the trend is with toys and things. You know, I've year. got a seven-year-old and I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should he's get got, him on and find out. <laughs> well, he's all about his art, so I'm thinking, you know, art, artsy stuff is going to be his thing this year. I think kids go for their own trends, don't they, and they decide yeah, which, they do. which path they want to go down. But, yeah, as as far as the, the, the toy of the year or the, you know, there's – we can go back and look at nostalgic uh, the toys yeah. of the year. Remember all the Furbies and the, this, that, and yeah. the other, you know, that were big Gremlins. at the time. But I don't... Gremlins, what were the little puppet things that um, come to me in a minute? Anyway, mass... <laughs> yeah, Boglins, that's Boglins. it. But they were mass-produced plastic crap. Crap, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, right. um, and you, you don't get that with, with creative people, with the independent traders. The, you know, um, it's just... Our... Um, um, the art that's produced in this county goes far and wide as well. I was just, um, I am putting together a limited series of podcasts called Biscuit International. I, I'm not doing USUC anymore. I'm not doing Inglorious Barstools. I'm not speaking to people from far and wide, and I I love doing that. So I thought, let's do a limited run. I'm speaking to some of my friends from around the world. So uh, I went all the way to to the UK <laughs> to speak to Laura Kidd from um, from Penfriend. It's somebody I I love her podcast attention engineer. Um, she's an amazing musician. I have signed albums from her. She's going to do one of the episodes. But um, I was chatting to her in, a, in, a, in an interview. And she's like, "Do you know Dan Cat?" And I was like, "Yes, I know Dan Cat. I was sat right next to him at Draw, and he's a very well known guy. And he gave me some limited bits. But she's she's an, a, a famous artist, and she's got his." art you know so it's amazing yeah. that shropshire we're producing uh, i think that's yeah great. i mean i don't know I, i'd like to think that this happens in other counties as well that but shropshire and no, no. <laughs> yeah, all those places that you just you it's it's like a magnet you're always drawn back here and it, everything is in the heart of you know i mean you think this is the only county where this happens i don't know maybe it does happen in other counties no, yeah. I don't obviously feel like uh, but I mean, I think there's some. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm I'm here. But you know, uh, there, there's got to be every county's got their own artists. Of course, they have. We, yeah, and, but like, but I, I feel like there's uh, there's something special, especially when it comes to Shrewsbury. I keep talking yeah. about this because I do work in Telford and I do work in Oswestry and I do work in Shrewsbury. But like, I feel like every town in this county has got its own thing. I feel like yeah. music musically. I think Telford is brilliant. I think there's so many amazing musicians in Telford. In yeah. in Shrewsbury, there's lots of art people and crafts people and yeah. you know, everybody's got yeah. their own thing. But I guess every county's got its own makeup, but it's good to celebrate that. It really is. Yeah, it yeah. is. But I still think ours is the best. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course it is. Of course I'm not that biased or anything. <laughs> what is what is the what are the biggest challenges for you for putting something like this together? Obviously, you've been doing this for a long time, but I guess every year puts up its own own difficulties. Um, what yeah. are the things that you dread? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, the only part of my job that I dread is the admin, because I'm such mm. a people person and I'm such a doer. I always feel like the admin takes too much of my time. Um, I don't want to be sat behind my computer doing invoices and and all this all this stuff. I want to be out there. And well, I, you're gonna. I like, 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I just want to be out there meeting people, seeing what they do, experiencing what they what they do. So there's no real kind of dread for me. There's a lot of paperwork that goes with organising events, with uh, risk assessments, health and safety, mm-hmm. insurances, um, all of the the stuff that you have to put together. Um, you know, licenses, uh, contracts and venue contracts. There's obviously all the bills you have to pay, and so there's all of, there's all of that. And I I don't dread it. It's part of the job, but it's the part that I I enjoy the least. I think is probably yeah. the best way to say it. Um, and then when it comes to event day and it all comes together. The feeling on the day and when the people start coming through the doors and it gets really busy and especially at Christmas, everyone's really happy and it's all like a really kind of like it's just got that warm kind of feel about it. It's such a um, it's just such a wholesome feeling and just so nice to think actually myself and my very small team have brought this together and all these people enjoying this and all these traders earning money and selling their stuff and we've bought this together and it's just such a special feeling um that it almost makes all the, the boring bit go away <laughs> I, I, I always talk about that the um because whether it's you know whether it comes up with beth heath or yourself or you know where events that i go to i always seem to notice a moment where the creator of an event is just standing there watching looking yes quietly to themselves like yeah, I made and this. that's when you're having that inner moment of like Came we together. got here. It's yeah. all come together. It's all okay, and you just stand there and go, "God, we did this." You know, all of these people here and enjoying this, and we've given this, we've produced this for everybody to enjoy, yeah. and it is such a magical feeling. Uh, but yeah, every every event organizer or manager has that moment. Once, once the dust has settled and everything's okay, you just have that like it's like being in a little bubble. You just have that like moment where you just stand and stare, and then it's like right back into it, back into it, <laughs> or someone throws a coffee at you or something to eat because you've not eaten for two days straight, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only way I can relate is obviously with Pod Aid this year. We raised, by the way, guys, we raised 30. I got the, uh, oh God, I don't know whether the, the uh, um, I wrote it down somewhere, but Lingen Davis, we we raised £1,300 for Lingen Davis. The, the total came in the other day. Um, uh, but like, that's the only way I could, thank you. Uh, but it's like, there was, uh, again, uh, spreadsheets, 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 and just planning yeah. and artwork, and uh, yeah, all for the whole whole few months that we were planning it. But like, there was a moment of existential dread. I was interviewing Marcus Bean, right, and the internet just went. And the reason right. being was uh, it timed out. We were going on their internet, and it completely cut us off because we'd we'd had our fill, if you like, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I ran down. It was a love to stay. Um, and I ran down. I was like, oh, we're going to internet. Marcus Bean's upstairs, you know, and. Uh, uh, the, the, the guys there, what they did is they created their own server because they got this super fast internet there downstairs, but they put yeah. a limit on it. Nobody can sit there like downloading oh, stuff, whatever. Yeah. Um, but they were like, right, we've set you up your own server. We've taken the limit off. And it was like the fastest internet I've ever seen. But there was right. that, it took me a couple, because we were interviewing, interviewing, interviewing the whole time. It took a while for that existential dread to sort of die down, even though we'd solved the problem. And it came to like midnight. And we're interviewing Adam and the Metal Hawks, an amazing band, one of the big, biggest TikTok channels in the world. And we're interviewing him. And I sat back. And I was looking at all the equipment, looking to the guys interviewing. And I was just kind of like, oh, we did it. That yeah. It took that long for me to realise. Um, uh, I think sometimes, like some events, it takes longer than others. You know, some events you can literally get the setup and get all your traders in and open the doors to the public. And it happens almost instantly. Some events, it like it doesn't sometimes happen to like much later in the day. And it's almost like you're running on this weird adrenaline, like what's going to go wrong? Why, why am I not feeling this? we've done it we've got here um mm-hmm. and that can be a little bit unnerving sometimes <laughs> because when i do when that happens to me right i always think oh my god i've forgotten to do something because i've not like <laughs> relaxed into it and i'm like what have i forgotten is everybody here <laughs> and i have this like oh and, like everything's on you know on a system and on a checklist so we know that everything's happened and but yeah i always have that little moment of oh i've forgotten something <laughs> <laughs> but it always comes but isn't it such a good feeling though like you know you yeah. just said that yeah yeah well it's because i don't always like i mean last year's 
pod uh, pod A just seemed to run so smoothly. I didn't get that moment of absolute gratitude of it all working. There was a moment actually when Adam Pennell turned up and he was like cocktails, and we were like, yeah, and that kind of relaxed me a bit last year. But this year, uh, yeah, there was that moment. Uh, you know, I got a TV chef upstairs on his phone like this because like we couldn't, we had to stop interviewing because we were like, I've got no internet, <laughs> nobody can hear. Yeah. But um, so we, I had that moment of just like, oh, it's okay now, you know. Um, but yeah, it, I think problem solving and putting those fires out does keep you on. on it just keeps you going though. It lubricates yeah. the uh, yeah. points a little bit, I think. It does. It, you know, you're literally your, your brain is thinking all the time, and you you've got to you get to the point when you've done this job for so long that you're like almost you you're, you're looking reading the room you're reading the event and you're like okay what potentially could go wrong you know well you get some areas that get really congested and busy and you're looking for bottlenecks and like okay and you just constantly almost problem solving ahead of any problems but then if they happen you can deal with them really really quickly um uh, and that's I'm something feeling- that i've always been good at but i've i've had to learn to hone those skills in over the years and i'm i'm quite good at that now i think yeah. I, i've just cursed myself touch it <laughs> that would be absolutely fine i'll blame you if it if something goes wrong in my head, biscuit, yeah. i'll blame on, oh yeah i'll blame on you <laughs> um you know and i feel like you know those 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 mistakes or not mistakes but those problems you have to solve sort of make you a bit better for the next time i mean uh, uh, the example i have is of the uh, the 90s revival we went to um the fireworks display they did at the Westminster Showground this year. And we went last year as well. And last year they had a power cut and they couldn't do their full nineties revival thing. They didn't have a screen working, but they still had sound and a few lights, you know? So they, they did a great job last year with what they had. Um, But this year everything worked and they had it going. But I think because last year they had all those issues, they were bam and they put on an amazing show. And I think yeah. that, that is probably because of what happened the year before. Yeah. And it was just phenomenal. You know, don't you think that, that happens in any job, doesn't it, really? You know, this, it, regardless of what your job is or what your role is or what you do, there's always potential for either error or problems, even things mm-hmm. that you can't foresee, like a power cut or something, like, you know, the internet going down. And we learn from it. It's all, you know, we, we pick up and we deal with it and we learn from it. And then maybe the next time we think, oh, right, we need to have backup, maybe backup generator. The power goes down again and then next year's better, but then it's better that year, but then there'll be a problem that year that you learn on again for the following one. And it's just like this evolving game of learning your industry all the time. And I guess that's the same, like across every role, regardless of what, what you do for a job. Um, But and it's good, you know. I love that. I love to be learning all the time, and I don't mind making mistakes. You know, I don't like to do them, but actually, I like to take the lesson from them. Um, but yeah, it's um, I don't know. Some of us thrive on that, don't we? Yeah, Maybe and I think it's about finding that fine balance away. Like you've got to give yourself time for you with your friends and time with your family as well. And I feel like if you reward yourself with those things. Yeah you don't burn out and you don't like, you know, when you, when you come to fixing those situations, you're not like, yeah. I just give up. I feel like you've got to have those rewards as well as the, uh, yeah. I wouldn't say the punishments, but the hard work as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? I've done that today. I, 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 today. <laughs> I've done that today. I think we were just talking before we hit record, like it's been such a crazy day. I've done that today. I've, I've organized way too much today and I've done that. And I've kind of definitely, uh, take that lesson and learn because you know I was, i've been at it since stupid o'clock this morning and yeah. um, meetings editing I, I woke up this morning and completely forgot i'd released a podcast i was like oh my god oh, i need nice. to do the like, and i hadn't because i um create the, the little video outtakes i do and put stuff on reels and i was like oh my god i've done any of it so i had to do all that and then i had a meeting and then i did a guest thing and i need to, you know, it's been crazy and then i've got the thing later on today i'm exhausted should yeah. do that to yourself, should you really? You know? No, it, you do. I think you do have to find that balance, you know, so that you don't hit burnout. Because, and it, do you know what? I think it's really difficult for people like you and I who love when you love your job and you're really passionate passion. about yeah. it. Yeah. It's so hard to stop when you know actually I should be taking this evening out or I should be spending a bit more time with the kids or you know I just need to take some quiet time for myself. It's so difficult to do that when you actually really enjoy what you do. Um, yeah, and I find it's that no one's fault but mine. It's my fault for in taking on too much because I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, but you have to, you have to almost like, um, like lay boundaries with yourself. 
you know, yeah. these are my boundaries. These are going to be my work hours. And for me, like during the summer is a really busy time. And this is a really busy time where I might work for four weeks without a single day off. Um, and I love it. But then I, I get to the end of the four weeks when I'm like, oh, you know what? I should have forced myself a bit, a bit of time off because I'm feeling burnt out. Yeah. Um, but it's so difficult when you when you genuinely love your job. Yeah. Really difficult. Well, um, you know, it, it makes it more difficult the fact that Shrewsbury's just flipping amazing. Like, yes. <laughs> the last few interviews I've had over the last three weeks have just been, I mean, I've been doing this for years. I can't remember having a run. All my guests are amazing, but I have learned so much from my guests over the last few weeks. Um, and, you know, there was, for example, um, Ver- we had Verity Jane and, and Loren Stokes, uh, yeah. come and speak to me about their their cancer survival stories yeah. and he, just hearing them talking amongst themselves and you know about the uh, there are times in that podcast i just sat back and i was like oh my oh my god yeah. this has happened and, yeah. and like so the more that happens the more i want to do it so stop being amazing shrewsbury <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to someone <laughs> what do you say to someone that is uh a, a, as passionate as say you and i or many others out there that are in the situation that we're in right now and and need to learn that balance and obviously you can reward yourself and you like you just said finding that balance but how have you learned how to do it have you had to force yourself or have you, have you had to like i mean as as with everything in my life i seem to learn the hard way <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i basically burnt myself out just before the pandemic actually um i'd got a lot of stuff going on in my private life that was really difficult at that time um and i threw myself even deeper into work to distract myself rather than dealing with that which I didn't I threw myself into work and and I burnt out so actually the pandemic came at a really good time for me because I needed that time off I needed to give the time and have quality time with my children so for me I I learned the hard way but then coming back into work so for for the events industry we virtually shut down for like 18 months we you know other than online stuff our industry was closed Um, and then coming back into it I just started with a new mindset and said, right, okay, you know, there are, I don't work in an industry where it's a Monday to Friday, nine to five. And my hours sometimes are long shifts and late shifts and I'm on the road a lot. Um, So I need to make sure every week I plan some time in for myself and my children, even if it's one evening where we get a pizza in and watch a movie you know we I have to do it. And I've, so I started, it was easier because I we we'd been shut you know so I hadn't been working it's difficult isn't it to try and implement new things into such a busy routine that you already have but because we were just starting up fresh and like right these this is how I'm going to do this and at least once a week I need to give myself some time out um so yeah I mean it doesn't always work like that but I'm very mindful um about it and I've been very lucky in that I work through with my work and with the festivals that I organise, especially Wellbeing Festival, that I've got all of these people around me that can give you pointers and ideas and advice. Um, And so I'm lucky that I have that and I have these people around me to kind of point me in the right direction. But yeah, yeah, for me, that's how I've never done it before. I've just literally thrown myself into work all the time. But well, with me, I <laughs> we were messing about with we we're messing about with we had a, a blood pressure machine. Uh, my 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 I mentioned my my wife's aunties last night, and then we did my blood pressure. It was really high, really high, and my wife was really low. Or fine, just normal. So like my wife was like, "That's because you're stressed all the time, Alex." And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I know." Um, <laughs> so I mean, like, it's a serious thing. I'm I, I'm doing too much. So what I'm going to do is I, I I put on Facebook a few a couple of weeks ago that I'm looking for. A, a new co-host and a, a producer, someone to help me out. And I'm genuinely serious. I, I, I want to, I want to be able to send someone to an event rather than I want to, Oh no, yeah. I'm having a night with the family. I can send my co-host Yeah, I can pick up the equipment and go. So like, if you're listening to this genuinely and you really do, and you're local, you got a bit of time and you want to come help out with the shoes and biscuit, we get to events and we got, we've got quite a good reputation yeah, in the town. Fun. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. So if you yeah. are listening to this, and you want to come help out on the shoes and biscuit, get in touch because you're, you're probably going to save my life. In all, in all honesty, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's it's weird though, isn't it? Because like the the biscuit for you, it it started small and it was it was a crumb in a sense, yeah. and now yeah. it's like this big thing. And but when you've grown something 
as a solo person and you've grown it and it's grown and grown and grown, then you get to the point where you need to outsource some jobs and bring other people in to help. It's yeah. really difficult to let it go, isn't it? You know, this is yeah. your baby. You're just like, this I've is my baby. This and to hand it to somebody else to be responsible for, even if it's an element of it, that's really yeah. hard. But you well, have we, to do have- it. We had a team for a bit. We, you know, we've had people come in and, you know, yeah. uh, Shane, Shane got a job at nights and he couldn't balance it out. So it didn't quite work out for him, which is fair enough. Uh, J- Jules moved to Scotland. How dare she have a life? You know, and I, just, yeah, I know. Um, and, you know, there are people that have, have come and gone from the biscuit. And I, I, you know, a lot of the successes of the biscuit have definitely, definitely 100% uh, attest to them and their efforts and you know yeah. i just i'm just lazy and i haven't been able to like bring more people in i'm kind of like i don't want to keep people coming and going but... hard though you know at those points where you've you've given um you know you've had other people come in to help did you find it hard handing over bits of elements of yes. the biscuit to them because you constantly you you want yeah. to be there don't you it was it was one of my biggest problems actually. We set up a time tree, a, a shared time tree account, so everybody could see yeah. what, what was going on. Uh, time trees are like a calendar that you can share amongst people, right? Um, and <laughs> I'd be like going here, there, and everywhere, and they'd be like, "Well, we didn't see it on time tree, and that's because I forget to put it on because I'm just so okay. headstrong." I'd be like, "Go into it." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. I would struggle. It's not because I didn't trust them with the event or anything like that. Because I'd just be like, "Yeah, I'll be there," and I'd just yeah. go. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I want someone to be able to, to like, go, and that's why I need a producer, someone that can like look at the calendar, be like, "Yeah, we're going to split this up a little bit," and someone like, you know, what I mean, they would be work out so well. Yeah. Like the biscuit is growing; it's crazy. I was the the uh, the podcast um, that I was on earlier. It's called uh, "That Was Great," wasn't it? And I had to watch a 1989 uh, cartoon. It was the Karate Kid. <laughs> to watch an episode, review it, and it was wonderful actually. And um, I was like, yeah, we're on a Monopoly board, and so which is something that just like falls out my mouth now and again. And he goes, wait, you're on a Monopoly board? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, the Shrewsbury Monopoly, we did it all. And he's like, that's an amazing. We've done that, yeah. you know. And the other great thing about Shrewsbury, we've got our own Monopoly board. Yeah, we've got our own Monopoly. Charles yeah. Darwin. And Carrie Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was on it, but <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe next. Time. Um, but no, it's, um, it's 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 a great thing to be a part of the, the Shrewsbury Biscuit, and um, we're working on new things as well. I, I had a meeting with Web Orchard, you know that they made our website. But um, yeah, what yeah. happened was I kind of ruined it. I kind of moved to a new host. We were with Podbean, and then I went to Captivate, uh, which I've got a logo here for. Which is so the way it works a podcast is there's any uh, the logo there. That's Captivate. The way it works is you have an RSS feed for what you make, and you pay a host to take the RSS feed and. Spread it to Spotify and iTunes, wherever it goes, right? And I was using Podbean, and I I kind of moved away from Thor's kin, Thor's kin, my old podcast, and they deleted it. And I was kind of like, whoa, what did you do that for? Like, I just wasn't doing it anymore. You didn't have to delete it. I didn't like oh, how yeah. they treated it. I know. So mm. I found a British company, British company, Captivate, and uh, we moved our RSS. So we had a new RSS, which messed with our website, and it kind of killed the old website. So Web Orchard. I'm going to build us a brand new state-of-the-art website. I've so that's where they're, they're local, aren't they? Yes, they're on Coton Hill. Coton Hill. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pete yeah. White is an amazing guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be our exclusive sponsors because they're making us a very expensive, very nice, flashy website. So uh, if you need a website, guys, go yeah. Web Orchard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about next year? Obviously, um, you are doing this this year, these amazing events. Um are you now planning things for 2023? Yeah, so um, there's our 2023 calendar is virtually full already. So we will publish those dates in the new year. Um, I also do quite a bit of freelance management work as well. So I'm quite heavily involved in um, Crazy Races. I think you've. I think you've. I saw you there. Yes, yeah, yeah. So um, I, with Crazy Races, we have six events across the UK. Um, this uh, I I'm, I keep saying this year because in our industry we say this year, but we mean 2023. Next, so yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll try and speak. It's coming year. 
Yeah. <laughs> so for 2023, um, there's six events in in the calendar, and I'm quite heavily involved in the um, organising and also the management of those events on the day. Um, so that's you know that's filled quite a lot of my time on top of all my uh, my events. So I've got eight in the calendar next year. Um, I've got some other freelance work locally over at Ironbridge. Um, so I currently manage freelance manage some of their events over there at Bliss Hill Museum, which is an amazing, amazing place to work. Um, and then there's loads of other opportunities that keep falling on my plate. Um, you know, within the county, all great events, some of them big, some of them small. And I just want to do them all. But my calendar is not going to allow me to do that, obviously, unless I can clone myself. So, yeah, <laughs> next next year 2023 is pretty full for me um there's i'm in talks at the moment so wellbeing festival is is one of my events and it's just been absolutely cursed by bad luck and the pandemic and one thing and another that um it's there and it's just this great big full and wholesome event that's just ready to bloom um and I'm just in talks with somebody at the moment. There's hopefully some really good news to come on that next week. Um, so I'll chat to you about that then once I can disclose yeah. it. Um, you know, you got all, my, all the support of the biscuit with that. Yeah, you thank you. Um, so there's just so much happening next year i've also got a house move um and a trip to australia <laughs> and i just keep looking at it thinking i don't know when i'm gonna get all this in but we we make it work we'll do the things we make it work so, i want to i want to give a huge shout out to the guys from best of all as well because um <laughs> oh, i feel so bad i feel so bad because i i wrote to them and i was like i think we can still definitely make some great content I, we can for sure but i was like yo best of all well let's uh let's just do some stuff together we can do some on the build up to the the festival we can come to the festival we can bring my own studio whatever and they were like uh do you want to open up one of our tents and i was like wow what an amazing honor yeah but my wife booked a holiday to turkey it's <laughs> 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 an amazing opportunity oh, and we're not going to be God. in the country so uh, I'm definitely going to work with them and, and hopefully do like some build up. Yeah, because they're, they're back in 2023, aren't they? That's a... I think apparently they've sold 10,000 tickets already. Amazing. I mean, don't you just what? think this is incredible? All of these these really great, especially the family events that are, that seem to be coming to Shropshire and, you know, we're, we're encouraging them in. And actually, as a, a county and a community, we're really embracing them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just love it. What a place to live. We're so lucky. Yeah, so lucky. Um, but you, you know what? Um, you're welcome back anytime. I, I, I love you. bringing you on and chatting to you, even just general. <laughs> just let's just talk about let's talk about I'm a celebrity, you know, whatever. I don't care. Let's <laughs> sit and talk. started on that <laughs> <laughs> another hour. <laughs> it's funny because oh, i was chatting to lincoln davis earlier they were like are you coming to abby fest aren't you so oh, you've got an hour you've got an hour of my time because i want to get back and watch i'm a celebrity I yeah. <laughs> crazy. and it's, it's weird because there's a couple of weird things that i enjoy in my life okay one of them is i'm a celebrity <laughs> I, just, I don't know what it is i don't even watch normal terrestrial tv so adverts no, you're like me normie I watch Netflix and stuff normally. So adverts in the middle yeah. of my stuff, I'm kind of like, no, I don't like this. But... <laughs> <laughs> can you uh, tell people where they can follow you on social media if they're listening to this? Yeah, and absolutely. They don't already? So um, they can find all of my events are linked to my company profile on Facebook, which is Pink Pebble Events. Or they can find us on Facebook and Instagram as Shropshire Handmade and Creative. Um, or they can find us on, yeah, again, yeah, Instagram and Facebook is Shropshire Festive Gift Market. Um, so those are the events that we've got coming up. There's lots of other events that that fall under the Pink Pebble umbrella. So they can all be found from pinkpebbleevents.co.uk or that that um, Facebook page there, which links you to the website. So that's probably your, your best point of call. But yeah. And we're going That's to be there as well. We're going to bring some microphones and we're going to speak to some. Yeah, the, definitely. Uh, I think we've got some um, school choirs coming in to sing at St. Mary's. So, and you know that building, there's like the choir stalls in, in the church. Um, yeah. So to have all the kids, primary school kids come in and they're going to, they're basically going to perform what they've been practicing at school for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, so that would be beautiful because obviously the acoustics in the church are amazing and the atmosphere yes. will be great. So I'll let you know when that's on and um, maybe come along for that. Yeah, we'll be there. Oh, I can't wait. I really can't. Um, 
Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I want to give a, a, a huge... So we are putting together, uh, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Biscuit International. Biscuit International. Um, and we've got... Uh, it's crazy because I thought, uh, I'm going to struggle for... I want to do six episodes, speaking to some of my friends from around the world. Oh, gosh. Now, when I was at, when I was doing USUK, uh, USUK, I always have to do that, uh, we were working with uh, TV Guestbert, and they're, they're, they're a company that... If you've got a book out, they'll get you on TV or they'll give you a, an appearance yeah, yeah. on this, that, and the other. And they gave us so many amazing guests to speak to. And um, it's run by Jackie Jordan, uh, an amazing person. And I, so I wrote to Laura from TV Guest, but I was like, hey, you remember me? <laughs> we still have things again. I'm doing these things. And within minutes, she sent me just like all these suggestions of people that can come on the show. So she filled up our schedule straight away. But a person I'm really looking forward to speaking to again is a gentleman called uh, Peter Bedard, who was um, he was an, a found dancer who uh, had an accident and his body was just destroyed and they had to bring him back and stuff. And yeah. he um, he was having to he was taking a lot of pain medication in America and you know it wasn't great for him, so he he had to heal himself holistically, which was okay. And he's he's got an amazing story, he really. Oh, has. So we got that. Yeah. Honestly, he's really really fantastic. So I'm really excited to speak to him again and pen friend. Laura Kidd, who's in here in the UK, but not in Shropshire. I'm going to speak to her too. She's got an amazing podcast called Attention Engineer. And she's a musician herself, and she uh, she's wonderful. So I can't wait to speak to her. Um, so Biscuit International is coming. So keep your eyes peeled for that, guys. Oh, uh, so there we go. Carrie, you're amazing. Thank Love you, Alex. To you. Me too. Yeah. And, I'm sure um, we'll again soon. <laughs> absolutely uh stay behind after the uh, outro is played and uh, well, i'll say goodbye to you properly but thank you guys for tuning in and uh we'll, we'll catch you guys next time all right peace out bye-bye <laughs>